Hello, friends. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe. I can't believe it's August. And whenever you all are listening to this, I'm going to be on vacation at Paradise. (laughs) In Florida at the Forgotten Coast. Those are the only details I'm sharing. Tom and I used to go to this place, well, the family. Um, We used to always go to this place called Cape Sun Blast in Florida. Oh my gosh, beautiful, beautiful. One of the most gorgeous places for beach life ever. And it's becoming like way too populated. So we're exploring other places now. (laughs) We just like there to be like no one on the beach and where the dogs can like just run free. We're so spoiled here where we live now that we have access to this amazing, gorgeous land at the dirt bike ranch. And it's like, you know, I don't even know how many freaking acres and the dogs can just like roam free and we can hike for hours and never run into a person. And I don't know many beaches that are like that. So if you do, if you do, please hit up your girl. That's where Tom and I are trying to build a vacation home one day for you all to come to the unplugged house retreat and enjoy a little vacay yourself. (laughs) So anyway, with that being said, I can't believe, I can't believe we're already like summer is, summer is here, August, wowzers. Um, today I'm going to tell you a little story and I think it's very relative for what I am seeing a lot of, uh, collectively as of late. There is a lot of people that are really, you know, either struggling on the journey, on a cycle, on a change, or you are watching someone very close to you go through like a pretty big rebirth, death, change, whatever you want to call it, but pretty big, pretty big shifts are happening. And let's just be honest. It's hard to be part of the process sometimes, especially if you can maybe see things in a different light than they can. Just know, just know that everyone is in a step of the process, is in a step of their journey, is in a step of healing, like we all are. You know, there has been, you know, some couples lately that have been going through a hard time as well, and maybe one has made a poor choice. And hello, that is life. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes. We all have vices. We all have the things. Lord knows I have. And there's been mostly myself, but a small handful of people that have really stood me, stood by me through those times. But isn't that what you want? Like somebody to love you through the best parts, but also the absolute, like, worst parts. And to still be able to see the good in that person, even during their worst parts. So it's all part of, like, the journey in which we're going, going through. A lot of people, whenever we're going through these, like, shifts, sometimes, well, a lot of times, 
for whatever reason, we kind of pick like a self-destruction mode. Or at least I seem to, you know, witness that uh, on occasion from time to time. It's hard to share some things uh, without giving a lot of details to the story, but it's not my story to tell. It's just what I'm observing. But that person is going through, you know, something that I can't probably even understand or comprehend because I have never walked in their shoes. So instead of getting mad or getting upset or hurt or any of the things, and believe you me, people, this is way easier said than done. First and foremost, know that whatever, you know, thing that happened that might have hurt or disappointed or, you know, whatever to you was probably not intended to do that to you. You just happen to be a bystander in their self-destruction or chaos, if you will. So first of all, just like remove your personal feelings about the situation from the situation. Okay. And I know that might seem weird or again, like I said, much easier said than done. But I'm telling you, they didn't purposely do whatever to spite you. You just happened to be there when it happened. Okay. They probably, you know, did it mostly to themselves and you just happened to be there. (laughs) So that's the first and foremost. Secondly, you just can't like expect people to always be in the same place of the journey at the same time. Right. I mean, like, Your friends go through things at different times. Your partner's going to go through things at different times. Your parents, your coworkers, your whatevers, your whatevers, right? Anybody that you interact with. So also sometimes just acknowledge and realize, like they're in a different part of the journey and I'm sorry they're going through that, but there's nothing I can do about whatever this is and I'm just going to be here and hold space for them. And when they come out at the other, on the other side, I'll be here with my arms open wide. And sometimes you can't be with them through the process either because the self-destruction choices that they're making are, you really have to have some boundaries with them. And that's okay too. That's okay too. But just again, acknowledge it's not, it's not for you. It's for them and whatever they're going through. Okay. So there's that. Now, the other thing too, that I want you to be mindful of is again, I'm going to say this because I think especially when it's people that we're very, very, very close to, we like hold them to a different standard, of course, because that's, that's what we do in life. And especially with one another's partners, it seems That, you know, it's sometimes people are so quick to walk away or leave a situation. But yet I think we're, you know, and I'm saying this, you know, mindfully because I'm definitely not talking to people who are in like really abusive relationships or, you know, people where there's some really dark things happening. So I'm, I'm, 
if you are, there, there's no judgment. And obviously, you know, you have to always be safe and think about yourself and think about your children. And you are worthy of always feeling safe and protected. And you have the ability to do that for yourself. Again, we're the adults. We get to make the rules. Yay! But I'm just talking about, you know, some other maybe a lighter type issues. And and if this just speaks to you, then obviously it's for you. But I think a lot of times too, we're quick to, you know, forgive maybe our friends or certain people in our life we have double standards with. It's that simple, right? Like what you expect from your partner is probably very different maybe than what you expect from say your sister or your best friend or whomever. There's a whole, you know, list. So give that person some grace through whatever they are going through. They need you to do so. They need support. They need love. Even if they're in a self-destruction state, they need you. And you just have to figure out what that means for not just them, but also for you. And first and foremost, you know, take care of your own boundaries and health and don't you know, don't put yourself in harm's way per se, but just be there with them through this little, through this little journey. So for example, all, you know, it's hard to share personal stories sometimes, but I can definitely share this story of Leonidas. He and I have talked about it. He said, it's okay to share. Whenever we very first got Leonidas, he was He was only like 12 weeks old. He was tiny, obviously, a cute little puppy, but he was very, very timid, very kind of scared, shy. And I understand that we were new people, but like if he had been socialized at all or whatever, like he's a puppy, puppies, you know, like typically like people. So he acted a little strange. Also... Now I've learned of a few, but I had never seen a Doberman with a white marking on their chest and one that was quite the color that he was. And so I'm not really 100% sure that Leonidas is a, you know, a full-breaded, blooded animal of a Doberman. Like, I just, I don't know, and and nor does it matter. I found him on a little... um, website for my boyfriend and his dream dog was always a Doberman. And so I found one for him and Leonidas's name was Frankie. And I just fell in love with his little picture on the website. And I met these little people in Arkansas and we brought Leonidas home and he was so freaking so cute and so handsome and my little buddy from day one, but he was very timid and shy. And we also had Nakoma. At the time, obviously, she was the she was a year older, and um, you know she was she awesome, amazing, pretty well. Be now she's really well behaved. Um, but at one, you know, still going through some of the the things, the puppy things. But overall, very very good, well behaved dog, <clears throat> which is why we knew we could have have two. And so we got Leonidas. And by the way, fun fact: these are the first puppies I have ever had. I've always had dogs. But I've always rescued like older dogs from the pound. And these are my first puppies I've ever, ever had. And they have been so much fun for my for my whole entire family. And something very childish and joyful and fun happens when you have puppies in your house. So 
perfect thing for those of you going through some, you know, childhood healing trauma and you need to find like childhood joy, go get a puppy, go rescue a puppy from the pound this weekend. Do it. It'll be the best thing you do. (laughs) But anyway, so Leonidas was very shy, very timid. And not that um, Tom and Jolie weren't nice to Leonidas, because obviously they were, but he, I just, I fell in love with him from the moment I saw him on the internet. So whenever I saw him in person, even though he was Tom's dog, he was truly, truly my little buddy. And my handsome little boy, I used to always call him. And um, he would, little things, like he would not want to necessarily like just jump on the bed. Like he didn't really want to snuggle. He wanted to sit next to you, but didn't necessarily want to like sit next to you. Now he's like a freaking Velcro dog, like most Obermans are. And he is right in between us in bed. He, we had to get a California King cause he's so big. Um, He's touching me almost the whole entire time I'm doing yoga. Like he is, he, and he's definitely a mama's boy. But my point is, he wasn't always like that. For as much how loving he is now, he was very standoffish and timid when we first got him. And it probably took him, he might have been a year old. He might have been a year old before he really started like coming into his own. I'll never forget his, he would do a lot of fun things with me, but it was only with, with me really. He would, for example, we started dancing when he was, when he was kind of a little puppy in between like yoga or a song would come on and I'd start dancing and he would dance with me. And I'll never forget, um, like my daughter and and Tom would try to get try to get him to dance with them and he just like would not do it. He would just look at me like, are these people serious? And I'm like, well, you do it with me, buddy. Why can't you do it with them? And one of my core memories, as they say, is we were listening. We were on vacation at our favorite little spot where we are right now. And Lee, so Leonidas was about a year old. And uh, we were out there on the beach and we had the radio playing and it was sunset time and we were just kind of like dancing and having some fun on the beach. And all of a sudden, Leonidas started dancing with Tom. (laughs) And it was the cutest thing the way Tom lit up because he was so excited because he felt like, oh my gosh, Leonidas loves me because now he's dancing with me. And it was just a moment that they had. But Leonidas was, like I said, a year old. And that was the first time he had ever really shown that side of himself to Tom. I would send like Tom little videos or whatever of what Leonidas and I were doing in the morning when no one else was here. And uh, Tom would be like, oh, that's so cute. But he would never, you know, really see it to that extent until that day on the beach. And Tom fell in love with with Leonidas that day. And not that he didn't love him before, but like he fell in love with him that day. And it was a cute, cute, very cute thing to witness. And just now recently, and when I say recently, I say like in the last six months, now he will like crawl up higher on the bed. He never really, not that he didn't want to be on the bed, but (laughs) Nakoma would kind of give him the look like this is where I lay with the humans. 
you may leave now. And he would only be up there for about 10 minutes and then he would go. And he'd be so far at the foot of the bed, like you couldn't even reach him to like give him a little scratchy scratch. And so um, then he would just, like I said, be there for like 10 or 15 minutes and then he would go. And it isn't until the last six months or so that he will truly, like, you can tell he enjoys sleeping with us. Like, now he'll plop right down. His head is going to be probably near your hip and or your knees, and he's going to use that as a way to... um that the humans are his pillows and uh, he does definitely lay close enough so he can get some good scratches and uh, ear pets and he doesn't really care that Nakoma doesn't care for him to be in bed but Nakoma sleeps all the way up like she's a freaking human on the on the pillows <laughs> and I'm laughing so so much about this story because Tom always said that we would never have dogs anymore after my old girls had passed He's like, we'll never have dogs. And they definitely would never be allowed on the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Nakoma, I will forever be grateful for her because she made Tom a dog person. So forever grateful for her. Forever, forever. And um, anyway, so I just think it's funny. And a complete comparison to it's easy to love a dog through their hard, rough times. And while they're going through their own little healing journey and learning to retrust individuals and be a part of a family. But we don't really give that kind of grace to humans necessarily. A lot of times, you know, if somebody would have taken like three years to warm up to me, I don't know if I'd still be like in an intimate relationship with them. Like that is kind of weird, you know, like just for some saying. So you you have to, you know, think of the comparison and give one another grace through whatever process they are in and just Call it for what it is and acknowledge it for what it is. You weren't always where you are in this moment. I know myself, I've gone through a lot of destructive, dark times in my, in my lifetime. And some people loved me through that process and blessed them for doing so. And I lost some people during the process and that, that's okay too. That's okay too. It is what it is. But be mindful. Just be mindful that everyone's on on a different journey. You know, I take it to another um, ex- another extreme in some ways. I've thought this for years. Like people get so mad at like whoever's in the drive-through. Well, first of all, they're just the messenger. Okay, who's ever working that window just as the person handing you your food. Chances are they didn't make it. So the fact that it has onions on your sandwich and you asked them not, the person at the window doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, You know, maybe it's cold, you know, whatever. The list could go on and on and on. There's that. (laughs) Who knows what they went through that day? Maybe they put it in the register wrong. We're also all human and have mistakes and are are allowed to do so. Um, You don't know. You don't know their story. Maybe their grandmother died this morning before work. She lives out of state. They couldn't take off the day because they only get three days of pay. And they got to wait until such and such day to go. And they haven't even been able to grieve through the process. And so they hit, they forgot to hit the no fucking onions button. Calm down. Take the damn onions off. Or maybe the universe wants you to have onions today. 
I don't even like onions, but I wouldn't freak out about it. People just crack me up about that. So, you know, be mindful. Everyone is on some journey. So give one another grace and respect through the process is all. And sometimes there's no, you know, you also just side note, you can't fix anyone. You can't tell them how to go through the process. You can't tell them what's happening next. You can't tell them what to do. They have to figure it out. Those of you that are parents understand that. You know, there's, there's a lot of times you can't tell your children what to do. They just have to figure it out on their own. That's part of life. You know, if you do everything for other people all the time, if you tell them what is coming around every single corner, they will never be prepared to take life on on their own. And nor is anyone going to change or do certain things unless they're ready to do it for themselves. You can't force them. You can't force them down the healing path. You can't say, you know, oh, no, don't go do that. They have to figure it out on their own. You can definitely, like, provide some support, be a good friend, shed some insight. But the bottom line is they got to be able to go through the healing journey to get to the other side. And I'll hope you'll hold space and be there through through the hard times because it'll make it'll make the end of the tunnel that much brighter for sure you can't appreciate the sunshine without some rain every once in a while so have a beautiful monday i don't know who needed to hear that message but i feel like maybe a few i know i myself have been having some of those thoughts i need to really work on uh, forgiveness and I've done a lot of work in the last couple of years of doing a lot of forgiveness within myself. But there's a couple people. There's a couple other people that I need to, you know, truly, truly like have a little ceremony with, with self, a little ritual, cut some cords of some resentment and past things. Because that's not where we are anymore. That is, that is the past. And we all have the ability to start new. Every rising, we have the opportunity to start fresh and new. And so embrace that. And be mindful that everyone is on a step of the journey. I hope you all have a beautiful Monday. Thank you for tuning in to this mindful talk. And I hope you all have a beautiful week. Connect with you soon.